Hello, and welcome to a special All Hallows' Eve edition of Saint Stories for Kids, a podcast full of fun stories and facts about the holy men and women that have come before us. I'm your host, Chantal Barros. Saint Stories for Kids is brought to you by Shining Light Dolls. Discover award-winning Catholic toys, books, and more. Catholic mom designed, Catholic kid approved. Visit www.shininglightdolls.com to learn more. And be sure to download our free Hallowtide printable kit. So many amazing free goodies in there, including prayers for all saints and all souls, a printable game, and more. Mmm, candy. Is there anything better than getting free candy? Well, actually, there is something better than free candy. It's candy you get in exchange for praying for the souls of the departed. Sounds kind of weird, but our tradition of trick-or-treating actually comes from an old English custom of the poor going door-to-door on All Saints and All Souls Day asking for soul cakes, which were given not for free, but with the expectation that the recipient would say a prayer for the deceased members of that household that might still be in purgatory. A little less time in purgatory for you, a little more cookies for me. Nowadays, we pass out candy, and sadly, most people have forgotten the praying for the dead part of the transaction. But honestly, we think the candy does actually taste better when you know you've helped someone. It's also a beautiful way to minister to your friends and neighbors who have lost loved ones and lift your community in prayer. The saints understood that praying for those in purgatory, or the church expectant, was super important, and, unlike me, didn't hope for a full-size Snickers bar as a reward. I'm a work in progress. One such saint, Saint Odillo, is said to be the reason the Feast of All Souls Day exists at all, and that because of his devotion to the Holy Souls, the whole church decided a special feast was needed to remind people to pray for those in purgatory. Now it's time for our story. A sudden flash of lightning illuminated a man lying on the shore of a tiny island near Sicily. Giant waves pounded the shore, leaving little pieces of a broken ship in their wake. The giant storm had been raging all night and had tossed the unfortunate traveler ship onto the rocks, smashing it to pieces. Another bolt of lightning hit the small island just as another man came from out of the darkness to pull the wet traveler away from the sea. The man dragged him off the sand into the opening of a dark cave. Once inside, he quickly covered the wet man with a blanket and threw fresh wood on the fire, encouraging it to grow larger. The strange man from the cave tended the fire all night, keeping it high and hot, hoping the warmth would revive the unlucky man from the shore. Outside, the wind howled and the storm raged on. The man from the shore began to stir. His head throbbed and his whole body ached. He was able to open his eyes for a moment and saw the strange man sitting by the fire, mumbling to himself. He tried to speak but was too exhausted from his ordeal in the sea and instead fell deeply asleep. The next day, after many long hours, the worn and weary traveler finally awoke. He sat up and looked around. Where am I, he thought, and then vaguely remembered the events of the night before as if they had all been a terrible nightmare. Just as he was sitting up, the strange man that had rescued him from the shore came hobbling back into the cave. Good morning, friend, he said in Italian. I'm glad you are awake. You didn't look too good last night. The strange man sat down by the fire and looked at the traveler. Where are you from? I'm from France, the traveler replied. I was on pilgrimage in Italy and was heading home when my ship was caught in the storm. 
and I suppose you know the rest. Thank you for saving me. Ah, France. That's very interesting, the man said thoughtfully. Do you by chance know the abbot Odillo? Yes, I do, replied the surprised traveler. I know him and am quite proud of it. But how do you know him and why are you asking me? Who are you? Oh, I'm just a simple hermit that lives here on the island alone, the man replied. But I hear of Abbot Odillo all the time, all the time, he said, his voice trailing off as he put more wood onto the fire. He looked up at the traveler suddenly with a very serious expression and continued, You must take a message to the Abbot Odillo for me. You must tell him that all his prayers and good works for the poor souls in purgatory are very effective. In fact, they are so effective that the evil spirits whisper his name all the time, complaining about him and his monks and the good work they do. The traveler swallowed hard and felt a chill go down his spine. The evil spirits wh whisper about him? He stammered. Yes, yes, all the time. They hate good and holy men. They hate how they cannot hurt them. They hate how they help the souls in purgatory. And they hate how powerless they are to stop the effects of these prayers and good works. And Abbot Odillo is the one they speak of the most. They say they try to dissuade him from his prayers, but his dedication cannot be broken. The traveler could feel in his heart that this man was speaking the truth, for he knew firsthand the incredible holiness of the abbot, and he had to get this message to him. After a few days of recovery, he was ready to leave the island and head back to France. The traveler waved down a passing fisherman and asked to be taken back to the mainland. The two men parted ways at the shore, and the hermit reminded him, Don't forget the message I gave you for the abbot. He must not stop his good works. He is helping so many souls. The traveler nodded gravely and promised to take the message to the abbot. He traveled for many weeks and finally reached Abbot Odillo at Cluny. The abbot received his friend graciously and listened intently to the story as it was retold to him of the shipwreck and the holy hermit that saved his life and providentially had a message for him. Odilla was so deeply moved by this account that the very next day he gave orders that in all the monasteries of his institutions, on the day after All Saints Day, there should be a commemoration of the souls of the faithful departed. He ordered that Vespers for the dead should be recited and Mass should be offered for the holy souls. This practice at the Monastery of Cluny soon spread to other communities and in time became the practice of the whole Catholic Church. The story of St. Odillo and the origin of All Souls Day reminds us of how important it is to pray for the poor souls in purgatory, and how one holy person can create a change that helps countless others. St. Odillo, pray for us. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed the story. Be sure to tune into all of our special Hallowtide episodes. Subscribe to the podcast, and reviews are always appreciated. Until next time! Thank <laughs> you.